Today on the Agents Who Crush It Real Estate Podcast, we're going to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly of how real estate agents overcame challenges and grew their business. Check out the episode notes at crushitinre.com slash podcast. And here's your host, Lindsay Favaza. Welcome back to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Favaza, and I am sitting here today with someone who you guys are all going to get so much from. It's going to be crazy. Her name is Jasmine Sukara. She is from Big Block Realty uh, North in Sacramento. And I am so excited to have you on the podcast today, Jasmine. Thank you, Lindsay. I am so grateful to be here and I cannot wait to share with you guys. I think by the time this episode comes out, the cat will be out of the bag that you are speaking at our crushing event. But you know what? If it isn't yet, then people who heard the podcast heard it first. So there you go. We can't wait to have you on stage at the crushing event in February. And you'll be talking even more in depth about some of the things that we'll talk about today. So again, if you like what you hear today, then definitely tune in to the February 9th event because you'll get even more from Jasmine. So Jasmine. You have been in the business now for, well, in the industry since 2001. And then about seven years ago, you were, you started as a new homes agent, which I definitely want to hear what that is. Cause I've never heard of that like kind of title before. And then five years ago, you entered into uh, being an independent realtor in the business and you have just crushed it. So I want to hear from you how you got into the industry in the first place and how those, you know, those first years kind of went for you as far as getting into being a new homes agent and then getting into being an independent agent as well. Yes, definitely. So I started as an underwriter for Bank of America in 2019 and 2021. Um, I became a loan officer and I did loans for 14 years um, back in about seven years ago, actually a little bit longer, um, my husband um, got really sick and I had joined a new home community for a builder to be their in-house lender. And I would go there once a week um, to take applications for prospective buyers. And that new home community was new development in town and their numbers grew rapidly with me getting them pre-approvals and into contract. So that divisional president um, tried to recruit me as her realtor on site to sell properties because of my conversion with her. Um, I said, no way, because I did not like realtors. Matter of fact, hate is a strong word. I yeah. pretty much hated them because um, they thought that they were the baddest people in town and give me turn down files that were completely dead and slam it on my desk and tell me that, okay, well, if you can approve this, then I will use you as a um, lender. And I was, I just didn't, did not like realtors. So I went home and I really processed through what she offered me. Um, and I was like, you know what? My husband is really sick and I would work less hours. Um, let me just do it. And I prayed on it and I did it. And next thing you know, I sold a little over 400 homes for that community in two wow. years. Partner. Um, my husband passed away and my daughter was very upset that I couldn't attend her game. And I went crying to work and gave my two weeks notice because it was more work 
fun as hell. I loved it. I understood it. And I knew that this was my calling and I wanted to do the same thing, but I needed to be a mom and I was the only parent to my kids and I went independent. So that is the new home person that I was. That's the title. And so then I went um, independent um, to work in resale where I could still work with the new home consultants, but I had my own hours so I could be a full-time parent, only parent to my kids. That is an incredibly inspiring story. I'm sure, you know, especially you have a daughter and then do you have... I do. I have an 11 year old son now and my daughter's 13 and my oldest is 22. So, I mean, they got to see you really pivot to help them to take care of the family. I think it's really inspiring. So you should be really proud of that for sure. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're the kind of person that just does what it takes is what it sounds like to be there for your family, but also to hit your goals. So tell me about those first couple of years of being a realtor and being more independent and like how that all went for you. What kind of struggles did you have? What kind of things did you have to kind of overcome or was it pretty easy for you? Oh, definitely not. Um, I, I, when I joined, I joined Keller Williams and when I joined Keller Williams, I kept on being recruited by friends that used to come into my community to come to Keller Williams. And I joined Keller Williams. I did not know what I was doing in resale. It was very different. I was second guessing my career. Everybody would seem like they wanted to help you, but the help wasn't really there. I felt like that I was spinning my wheels trying to figure things out and I just could not figure it out. And I really didn't have any help. Um, It was a team environment. Actually, I remember specifically one of the team leaders put me through the disc test and um, I did the test and he said that, you know what, I um, you're amazing and I cannot bring you on because you're going to want to replace me based off of your disc test because you're a leader. <laughs> I thought that was so hilarious. Um, and he's right. I am a leader. And so you're a D. I, I am. I'm assuming. I'm PhD. Yes, I am. And um, I can only be with the team that respects and honors that who is more in a masculine place. And, and I can stay in my feminine space, which I then started looking for another brokerage because I was, I just could not stay there. And I felt like that, that was not the right place for me. Um, so I went to a mixer and one thing led to another, someone was there who I was talking to and he reached out. He was like, you'd be a perfect fit for the guy that I work for. And I was like, okay. And next thing I know, I left that mixer. Um, I get a phone call and it was my current team leader, Sunit, and I joined his team because he definitely knew how to sell me, but he was smart because he put me on the phone instantly with his heaviest um, hitter, which was his top agent. And she was a woman and she was a single woman, a single mom. And I related well to her and she was very transparent. And I've learned over the last five years I've been with him going on five years. Um, I, I I love his honesty and he's very clear of, you know, the, the, who he is and how he runs his team. And I am on his team and, been there since then. 
We love Sunit. Sunit's awesome. Hi, Sunit. If you're listening, I'm sure he will because he probably is loving the fact that you're doing this in the first place. But yeah, he's a big, we're big fans of him. So he's been a big partner with us and I know has done a lot of stuff with the Wailopo community and with the Shep Black community. He's, he's definitely been a huge um, advocate. So hi, Sunit. <laughs> but that's so good to hear that you found a place that you knew you could be supported and that it worked out for you like that. That's fantastic. So tell me back in those days when you first started getting into being an independent realtor, um, how were you getting your business and how did you like, when did you start to see that switch? Because we talked at the beginning of this, you have 76 units that you've sold in 2022 so far, and we are not even through December yet. So you still have time to make more, which I'm sure you will. Um, and you've had 44 out of those have been your sphere of influence, which is just crazy, crazy impressive. So tell me a little bit about, you know, when you got into being an independent realtor, how you started to gain momentum with a sphere and didn't just rely on other people leads or team leads or whatever the case was? Well, I would say for me coming from Keller Williams and being stuck in this cubicle of not knowing what to do and how to do it. Um, the, the one advice that I can give any agent out there today, um, you know, today I am that realtor that I would want as a lender when I was, when I didn't like realtors, um, I am the I am the realtor and I'm still licensed a mortgage loan originator. I kept my license up to date because you just never know, you know, like I I crushed it in that as well because I loved it. So I kept it in case I ever want to go back into it and I keep up on my lending guidelines because it helps me with my current clients. So the what what I would say is number one, join a team. Number one, if you're new, join a team, join a team that is home to you. Don't just join a team, join a team that fits your non-negotiables, you know, and to me, when I joined Sunit, what I love about our team is that the, the leads were there, but then you take one lead and you get a as self-source business out of it also by giving them the experience. You don't just take that lead, sell them the house or sell their house and then move on to the next lead. You nurture that lead and you give them the best experience ever because you're coming into this and in you're coming into this industry, probably besides your sphere, nothing else, right? So if you have multiple streams, it's only going to help you grow. So what I did my first year at Keller Williams, I did 12 transactions and they were my, my database from my new home sales. You know, they wanted to sell their property with me again. So they were my clients. My second year, when I was my second year in the, in the business was with Sunit, I did 38 and then I did, uh, I did 12, my first year with Keller Williams then 38, then 48, then uh, I'm sorry, then 78 and then 111. And then this year I'm probably at what I think like 76. People so, can't see my face right now, but my jaw is on the floor. It's so crazy impressive. <laughs> um, it, it does take a lot. Um, when my husband passed away, it was unexpected. Um, you know, there was no life insurance. There was no, we, we like literally, I, I did not know how I was going to pay my bills. 
my why is my kids. My why is a lifestyle that I have created and a lifestyle that I want my kids to have a lifestyle where I want to leave generational wealth. So it's not just about that sale. It's about really, really, really understanding my clients and, you know, losing my, it goes back to, again, losing my husband, um, connecting with people. If that, if that loss taught me anything, it's about connecting with people on a, on a human level that we lack. And so when you really connect with someone, you really, truly want to help them. It's not even about the sale because you're really trying to help them. The sale comes in second, you know? And it goes back to what you said in the very beginning about not liking realtors, because I think so many are just attached to the number of sales that they do and not the people that they're helping. And I think that that's what really sets a great realtor like yourself apart is that it's not about those numbers for you. It's about making sure that you're building connections and helping people. So it speaks a lot to your character. But again, I think you've made a better name for some realtors out there because of the way that you handle your business. And maybe there's one less person that thinks realtors suck because of you. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about now, today, you're you know, building off your sphere of influence, you're doing great on the team, you know, you've established yourself in that area. What are some of the things that you are kind of non-negotiable when it comes to your, um, you know, marketing practices or things that you do for your day to day? Number one, and I know this is like everyone's like song and dance probably of like saying it, but it's actually really connecting and doing it. Um, I had to hire a trainer. And a trainer is basically holds me accountable of getting in there and doing what needs to be done without thinking about it. You know, um, I can I can just go to the gym and do a stair climber, walk on the treadmill and, you know, leave. But when I when I when I have a trainer, I wake up in the morning and soon as I wake up, I have my cup of coffee and I'm out of the door. Um, but before before that, I mean, I have I have a journal and I put my five things I'm grateful for. And the reason why I do that is because there's a section on it that things that you just didn't like that you couldn't release. And once you've released it, you've put it out and it's gone and you're done with it. And then the gratitude comes in is it puts you in a whole different mindset. You know, I could have had a, um, a deal fall through, or I could have gotten into a car accident or I could have, you know, something could have happened the day before, but once you wake up and you put those five gratitudes down, it changes your mindset right after that, you go to the gym and the trainer makes you that do that extra rep or that extra weight that you couldn't do. You just did something that you didn't think you could do. And it again, changes your mindset. And then from there, and it's all about mindset. You know, the, the, the market is crazy currently today. You know, the interest rates are high prices are coming down. I'm high on the listing side. I'm having to have these uncomfortable conversations with my, um, um, stubborn sellers that don't want to, you know, match the market. So it's about me and having my mindset, right. And so I wake up, I journal, I have my coffee. I am out of the door and I listen to my podcast that gets me updated on the market, how to change my playbook. Um, just keep, just keep on top of it. Right. It's like what I'm feeding my mind also. And then I go work out. And then once I'm done working out, I come home, I have breakfast, I say bye to my kids. And then my day starts. That is my Monday through Friday. And it does not change. So tell me, you've mentioned a lot about, you know, physical training, but you do a lot of 
you know, mental training when it comes to real estate stuff too. So tell me some of the ways that you get training, even though, you know, now people would consider you with these kind of numbers to be a very experienced agent, which you are. So, you know, why is training important to you? Why do you continue to do it? Explain that to us. Um, I, I really think that Again, you know, joining Big Block Realty North with Sunit, um, he has exposed me to some quality individuals that I have mad love and respect for, you know, Anthony being one of them, you know, um, Anthony didn't even realize it probably, but I just, um, I loved all his content. I loved him teaching. Um, I, as soon as he logs in, I have my, um, my Instagram tells me when he posts something because he, he brings in so much understanding of really what's happening in the trenches, even though he's a leader, you know, a lot of the times leaders are leading, but they're really not aware of what's happening in the trenches, but he is so well-rounded that he does. And he gives us those insights even before they hit the market. You know, same thing goes with John Cheplak, you know, when COVID hit, John would, John and I spoke and everybody like went in their bunker and he's like, you're going to go opposite of where everybody else is going. And I was the one out there. And that's why I ended up doing 111 units is because I don't have fear. I wasn't, I wasn't careless. I protected myself, um, but I followed every step that he said. And I followed Anthony's um, listing presentations on how to navigate the market. And so j- just as hard as I train my body, um, that's how hard as I keep up and train my mentality and mindset. And it goes down to even, um, you know, getting people out of my life that are energy leeches, you know, and it could be someone I truly love, but I cannot put them on my plate because my bandwidth can only handle so much. And it makes sense as to why you're successful because you continue to do the things that you need to, to stay ahead. Um, whether it be get a trainer, get a coach, get a mentor, whatever those things are. So um, the next thing I want to ask you about is you had mentioned to me before we truly started, be your own competition. That mm-hmm. That is something that you live by. So I want you to talk to our audience about that because I want you to explain what that means to you and how you actually put that into play. Because, you know, it could mean that you hold yourself accountable and you do those things, but then you could also swing to the other side where you kind of beat yourself up. So tell me about the balance of, you know, be your own competition and getting your mindset, like you were saying, right. But how do you use that to drive you forward? Um, I have learned to honor myself and what I've been through in my journey. And I, um, even my small wins, I celebrate them and I follow so many successful realtors in my industry. And to me, if they can do it, I can do it. And, you know, I follow someone in the East coast and what they're putting the content that they're putting out, I'm going to put out because we're on two separate parts of the world. And, um, I don't look at people in my, um, in my area as my competition. I feel like there's so much business to have had. And the more you give, the more God gives you. So I stay in my lane and I do better than the day before. Let it be in my gym. Let it be in my business. Let it be in me as a mom. Let it be me as a human. Um, I try to do better every day to improve myself and be happier with myself. And every day is to me, this world is my playground. And I don't really, I try not to take anything really serious. Um, 
again, it goes back to losing someone so near and dear to me, you know, and I, and I know how short life is. Yeah, so as um, I'm very competent, I'm very competitive. I'm very competitive, um, but I've learned to be competitive with myself. And that's where I am my biggest critic. And that is, I, I'm going to say that is probably why I'm as successful as I am, because when I even say that, um, I'm unapologetically proud of myself and my success because I've been through so much in my last 20 years that anybody next to me, I don't even feel like that they're my competition because I've surpassed so much more in my own journey. It goes back to what you said. You're your own competition mm -hmm. and you can't compare yourself to someone else because you don't know what they've been through. So, and, and they don't know what you've been through. So you're absolutely right that people should, I think in this business, a lot of people do compare themselves. They see someone on Instagram or they see someone that, you know, is looks successful within their market or whatever the case is. And they get like jealous and they want to know how that is, you know, how they achieve that. And they spend more energy worrying about that than just putting the time and energy into themselves. And it sounds like that's what you do. You spend all your time worrying about how do I get to the next level? How do I move myself up? I don't care about everyone else. Right. Right. And, and just, you know, just a, just a little bit of that, you know, um, I, the only time I can work out is in the morning after eight o'clock, forget about it with my business, with my kids, with their sports, with my energy level, I couldn't do it. So I couldn't work out in the mornings because when I would get there, I wasn't pushing myself. I felt lethargic. My trainer was actually getting pretty annoyed with me because he's an aggressive trainer and he, in his head, I think he was thinking that I'm not getting enough sleep or not eating enough or not doing my part. So when I show up in the mornings, he would almost like not even want to train me because it's, it's weight training. So I was getting frustrated Well, I went and did a, a panel and I figured out what was wrong with me. And there, you know, that goes back to doing the work for myself. Right. So then I had to go and I researched and I knew what was wrong with me. And I, I set myself up to get this treatment and it's called an NAD treatment that re um, it basically it's like getting an IV therapy that goes into all your cells and cleans it out and freshens it up. So you can actually when you put the nutrition in your body, it functions better. So now I can work out in the morning. So like, those are the little things that you have to be aware of about your body, about yourself. And then the same thing applies to my business. Like I cannot use the same scripts today that I used six months ago because the market has shifted so tremendously. So that's why I think that having a business coach, a personal coach, um, just improving yourself. And if you can't afford a coach, um, there's so many self-help books out there. There's so many YouTube channels. I mean, I would follow Anthony and, um, um, John without paying them on a, on a level of where people pay them because I followed all their free content. And there's so much to learn. There's, there's, <laughs> there's so much that you can pick up on if you block out all the other stuff and just focus on yourself and focus on that advice. So I think that that is incredible advice. And I really appreciate you sharing that. So the next thing I want, and the last thing I want to ask you is about what kind of advice would you give? You know, I know this whole thing has been pretty much advice that you're giving and saying how you've overcome things and so on, but what would be the advice? I'm going to get very specific. What would be the advice that you would give to someone who maybe had some kind of trauma, you know, maybe they were already a realtor or maybe they just got into the business, but they've had something traumatic, like what you went through in their life and they're trying to overcome it and become the best version of themselves. What kind of advice would you give that person if they were sitting in front of you based on what you've been through? The number one thing that 
I think is really, really important for the individuals to do today is there be so clear on your value proposition, know your value proposition, understand what a value proposition is. And once you know what value you have to give to your community, then honor yourself and do what it takes to stay there. Like, why are you selling real estate? Why are you here? What, what kind of lifestyle do you want? And then, I mean, for example, if you want a house, if you want to put your child in a private school, if you want to live a certain lifestyle, right. It all boils down to is like, what are you going to do today to get there in a year, three years, five years, 10 years. So my advice to you is just to, to go micro look into your community see what teams are doing what see what value that they're giving you join a team no it's no good to get 100% of nothing where you can get a 50% of something so join a team it's not always about you know how much revenue are you going to get right it's about how you're learning how you're navigating who's guiding you where are you an asset to individuals in your community and I'll, it, it goes down to joining a team Yep. You said that before. Join a team and then that way they can help support you through that beginning portion. And I mean, you're still on a team now, correct? You're still on a team. You're just doing more on your own. Mm -hmm. Yes. And as you grow and as you educate and people are always asking me, I'm probably the oldest person on my team. Actually, there's a couple other people, but they're asking me, well, why aren't you doing your own thing? And you're on a team. Well, you know, um, as you like, as you become more and more successful. And as you become more knowledgeable, can I, can I go independent? Can I do it? Be individual? Absolutely. But this, this is a two-way street. Sunit and I make a great team and you know what, as you grow, you can, you can come across the, um, you can negotiate how much you're getting paid on deals on properties that you are converting and you have multiple options. And I'm not just on a team for, for that reason. I mean, there's a lot of other value that I bring to my team. It's not what they're doing for me. It's what I'm doing for them. I feel like that when I first started, I really needed certain things in my life and Sunit really helped me. And so today I, I can, you know, it's not just about, okay, well, let me go shop around and join another team or do my own thing. We bring value to one another. And you found that support system. So why leave it? If you've got the support and you've been successful and it's mutually beneficial for you guys, then you're in a good place. I think that's amazing. Loyalty in this business, not something you see all the time. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine. I really appreciate it. Is there anything else you want to say to close this out? No, that's really, I mean, I'm really excited. I think that, you know, I don't, I don't want anybody to feel like they're afraid of what's happening in the market. The changes that are happening in the market was needed. And I'm super excited for 2023. I'm so excited to come to crush it. Um, So excited for Inman. Um, And so there's a lot of great things that's happening and I'm ready. Hey, well, If any of you listeners are out there and you go to Inman, make sure you catch up with Jasmine. She'll be there for sure. Um, And make sure you say that you listen to her podcast and that you're excited to meet her. Um, You've been just an absolute joy today. I really appreciate it. We have another meeting in just a little bit about our Christian event. So we just get to keep chatting today. (laughs) Thank you again, Jasmine, so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Make sure that you tune in for the next episode of the Agents Who Cross. Russia and real estate. We'll see you the next time.
We hope you learned something today. Be sure to take action and grow your business. You can check out the episode notes and more content from the show at crushitre.com slash podcast. And if you like this episode and want to hear more stories, please share with others, post on social media, and leave a review. Check out our other content on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Crush It in Real Estate. We appreciate you listening to our podcast. Now get out there and crush it in real estate.